The LA Clippers aren't necessarily known as a team with a bunch of young talent, but they do have some. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about which of those young guys has a case to play next year in the rotation regularly. Going to be talking about that on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Viziri. Been a Clipper fan going on 19 years, born and raised in Los Angeles. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more NBA and LA Clipper and LA sports content. And of course, Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms including YouTube, where I want you to comment on today's pin question, which of these youngsters, or none of them, do you think has a case or should be in the rotation next year? Now, of course, a lot of the answers to these questions are going to depend on how the Clipper offseason goes, who they bring in, who goes out the door. But, you know, just for the sake of it, I think there are some players that we can talk about, and I have a good idea of what I would choose for their minute situation next year. Now, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy entry app around. I'm going to be talking more about Prize Picks later, but there are three players, or should I say four, that I'm going to continue, consider for this episode. The first one is going to be Brandon Boston Jr. The second one is going to be Amir Coffey, better known as the Brewmaster, or better known by Clipper fans, I should say. And then Musa Diabate and Jason Preston at the end. So three of four of those guys played on the Agua Caliente Clippers on a two-way contract. And Brandon Boston played 12 games out of 32 for them. So we're going to start with him. I have said on many occasions that I believe Brandon Boston Jr. should be in the Clipper rotation next year. We desperately lack youth, athleticism, and he's got that and some size. Now, I'm going to look up because I don't exactly know what his wingspan is, but it's really impressive when you see it on TV. Six foot six. Let me look up the wingspan. Six ten wingspan. Standing reach, 8 feet 6 inches. So Brandon Boston, and you can see it when he plays, has a lot of length on the court. He's got long arms, and he's really good in the passing lanes from what we've seen so far in his limited appearances for the Clippers these last two seasons. But he's had big games when he's had a good amount of minutes, like against the Boston Celtics last year. Brandon Boston against Boston. That was, I think, maybe the most memorable game of his career up to this point. But he adds that injection of youth and athleticism. And I think that would be really good with a guy like Terrence or Russ or Bones Highland. And the main thing about Brandon Boston that I think gives him the reason to start, I'm sorry, not start, but to play relevant minutes next year is his defense. While he still needs to get stronger and on the ball, it's going to take some time. He would just with his length and size alone, 
is better at the point of attack than a lot of guys that we played this season. I already talked about how he's good in the passing lanes. And he would be good off the ball as well. So Brandon Boston, if he can defend and help our defense, then he should absolutely play. What are the concerns about him? You're worried about him gunning because he's a gunner. He comes in and looks to score. And honestly, that's not a terrible thing as long as he doesn't get too overzealous and take away shots from guys like Norman Powell in that second unit. And he should even have you know less on-ball reps than Bones Highland. But if he can adapt to being a really solid spot-up shooter, cutter, then occasionally getting some pick-and-roll looks in isolation situations, but guard and consistently guard, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that he should be playing in the rotation next year. Because again, we desperately lack youth athleticism and size. He is 6'6", and he has a 6'10 wingspan. I think we absolutely could use him in the rotation. And look, in the G League this year, he averaged 23 points on 46% shooting. Now, his 33% from three mark wasn't great, but 23 points and seven rebounds, by the way. And for the Clippers, he averaged six points. Mind you, he only played 22 games, but he averaged six and a half points. And he shot 41% from three this season in the NBA. Only 42% from the field because... Yeah, I was going to say a lot of his shots are threes, but they're not. He only averages 1.3 three-point attempts a game, but he shot 41%. So I think one thing he needs to work on if he wants to consistently get in the rotation and really become a rotation player is the catch-and-shoot three ball. I think those are the shots that he may not be as comfortable taking yet. Now, that's just me speculating. We haven't seen enough of Brandon Boston to really know because he doesn't play enough. But that mid-range is pretty solid. And... The thing about Brandon is he's a rhythm player, I've noticed. He might miss his first couple of shots, but if you let him get those shots off, he will eventually get into a rhythm. A good example was the game against Cleveland this year. I know we got smacked. To be honest, with resting all the guys that we did, we were going to get smacked before we even played that game. But I remember he was like 0 for 8, and then as the game went on, he was able to finish with a really solid shooting percentage. Now, you're not going to get that many opportunities in the role that I am laying out that he could potentially play next year as a backup wing you know he, he won't be able to get nine or ten shots again rhythm so he needs to take advantage of his opportunity but the main thing is this if he can guard it's okay if he misses a couple of shots you need to be able to play defense and that's the one thing the clippers need to realize they can't have these guys these role players that when they're not hitting shots they don't guard that's exactly what they need to stay away from i'm making this case for brandon boston in the hopes that he is not just the guy that's going to go out there and shoot because I've seen his defensive potential so far for us and I like what I've seen let's look at his 2022 stats because he played a little bit more in that regular season so in that one he played 51 games averaged seven points a game he did average only a half a steal a game and then his shooting splits, from my memory, weren't that great yet. 38.5% from the field and 31 from three. So his shooting splits weren't very good in 2022. We saw some good moments. But his stats in his limited minutes in 2023, now granted a lot of those were garbage minutes, look better. And I absolutely think he deserves a chance. Athleticism, size, length, good off-ball defense, good in the passing lanes. We need that. He can also offer some shot creation. Shot 41% from three this year. And when Jerry West says that you are going to be an all-star, and he told us that, told us Clipper fans at the meet and greet, 
or whatever it's called, the meet the player, but I guess it was meet the GM in this case, although Jerry West is one of the greatest players of all time. But he said that he thinks Brandon Boston is going to be an all-star and he's a special player. Jerry West knows more about basketball than me. I will defer to him on that one. So you can take that one to the bank. Hopefully it happens. Speaking of Jerry West, he's going to be on Podcast P on Monday. So after you listen to all the Locked On pods, like Locked On Clippers and Locked On NBA, then you should take a listen to Podcast P as well. But coming up, we're going to be talking about the Brewmaster. We saw him play a huge role in 2022. And then with all the depth the Clippers had, it kind of went to the wayside. Does he have a role next season off the bench? Going to be talking about that coming up. But before I do that, I got to talk to you about BetterHelp. Because this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. And the thing about therapy is a lot of people are afraid to admit that they need to talk to someone as humans a lot of times especially when we get judged on so many different things especially here in los angeles where we have a very judgmental culture you want to keep things bottled up inside and that's not very healthy and therapy the first step of it is admitting that you need to talk to someone and one i've had a couple of experiences with therapy some good some not so great but that's before i went to better help It's really easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think of what you need from yourself. I'm the type of guy that wants to be a good friend sometimes more than worry about my own mental health. And that's really, you know, hurt me at times. And yeah, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge if you don't think that one is the right fit. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, time to talk about Amir Coffey, the brewmaster. So this season, we saw Amir Coffey, you know, he's finally, he's not on a two-way contract anymore. He was a permanent fixture in the team. And this season, he played 50 games out of 82. He started nine of them, only averaged three points, one rebound, one assist, and his shooting splits were not very good. 38.6% and 27.5 from three. Let's look at those numbers real quick for starters. Brewmaster never really had any sort of rhythm this season. You cannot take those numbers to the bank and judge him fully, in my opinion, because he had no chance to build any sort of rhythm. He had no assurance that he was going to be starting, or or, sorry, playing games. And he wasn't playing games consistently. I kept saying he was the 12th man in the rotation. Robert Covington wasn't even playing games for us this season. So Amir Coffey, even though he had a great 2022, you bring in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George back. Now he's lower on the totem pole. And then when you bring in John Wall, that makes Luke Kennard slide up and Norman Powell slide up. Now there's no spot for the brewmaster. 
who, by the way, I think we missed his cutting, his athleticism this season. That's another thing. Going back to the Brandon Boston thing, Amir Coffey, he added youth and athleticism to our 2022 team. And one thing about the Brewmaster, he's a really solid finisher in transition. And on dribble handoffs, turning the corner, going left, he is pretty solid as well. I think he absorbs contact very nicely around the basket. And I'm still, you know, I don't, I have a good enough memory to remember when people were saying Amir Coffey is as good as Terrence Mann because his three-point shooting is better. I remember hearing that. So I'm not saying that I agree with that take at all, but the point is I think we've forgotten that Amir Coffey has a spot, whether it's on this Clipper team or another NBA team, off the bench right now. I haven't. He hasn't shown enough to be a starter in the NBA to me, but off the bench as sort of a three and decent at defense guy and a solid slasher cutter off the ball and even in dribble handoffs with the ball. And the crazy part is we started to see him show some playmaking chops in pick and roll in the 2022 season. Now, you were obviously not going to see that even when he did play, given all the other guys the Clippers had this past season. But the fact that he showed that showed me the potential of the brewmaster. And in his 2022 season, he averaged... Nine points a game, three rebounds, two assists on 45.3% shooting and 38% from three and 86% from the line. Those sound like entirely different shooting splits, don't they? That's what happened when Amir Coffey played 69 games and started 30. He was in a consistent rhythm, averaging 23 minutes a game, and you saw what the results were. I mean, the guy is a solid slasher. Solid player. He's not a lockdown defender, but he's very solid. Now, this season, I also think when I saw him play defense, he wasn't as sharp. But a lot of that's because I also think defensive rhythm is a thing as well. Being out there, you know, it's there's nothing like getting reps in. Game speed, NBA reps. And when you put a player in for limited minutes or when they don't know when their next minutes are coming, that not only affects them on the court, but it affects them mentally, which translates on the court. And Amir Coffey, he just didn't look like he was playing with any confidence at any point this season. And it's just extremely unfair to judge him. As far as do I think he should be playing next season, I prefer Brandon Boston, weirdly. Even though I know that Amir Coffey has been in that role as like the 3 and D slasher guy that's a solid defender in the past. Uh, the upside of Brandon Boston and his potential shot creation, it's it's more about if Kawhi and Paul George, this 2-1-3 error doesn't work out, I want Brandon Boston to be one of those guys that we can build off of. And we're not going to know if he's good enough to even build off of if we don't give him those reps. Amir Coffey, I am pretty confident that he will carve out some role on some NBA team as a solid wing that defends, shoots open threes, and can cut to the basket and slash. But Brandon Boston... I'm not saying he's going to be a star like Jerry West said, but he has the potential to be someone who can can score 20-plus points a game at one point of his career to me and play some D. So I want to give him those kind of reps just in case, you know, this doesn't work out, which right now this 2-1-3 era does not look like it's going to win a championship. Amir Coffey, though, I will say this. If we could put both of them in the rotation off the bench, I am all for that. But we already have Norman Powell who's pretty much guaranteed a spot off the bench next season, which I love. But if he's out there with... Uh, Amir Coffey and Brandon Boston I'm pretty fine with that although Bones Highland's going to play as well so see now we're going a little too small unless we have a backup big I actually think we can roll with Amir Coffey and Brandon Boston as backup wings but I think we need a center which I I wouldn't mind bringing back Mason Plumlee but again if we can get a stretch five off the bench because we only have 
if we don't have any stretch bigs, that would be really nice. But even if it's Mason Plumley, Amir Coffey, Brandon Boston, Bones Highland, and Norman Powell, I'm honestly okay with that bench. We have firepower, and we have some decent defenders. Our weakest defenders there are the backcourt, and then Mason Plumley, though, is lack of rim protection. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But Amir Coffey and Brandon Boston both getting minutes off the bench, I think that's a little bit unlikely. But I do think Amir Coffey can get minutes off the bench of the Clippers, can be a rotation piece. Will he? Honestly, I'd give him a higher chance than Brandon, but I'd rather see Brandon personally. So my answer would be, I don't think Amir is going to be uh, a rotation piece next year. But I feel so bad for the guy because I want to give him a chance. It would be nice if Terrence Mann could start. By the way, this is all assuming that Terrence Mann is starting, which I shouldn't assume at all. But if Terrence Mann doesn't start, there's no chance we're going to see both Amir Coffee and Brandon Boston be regular rotation players. But coming up... Jason Preston and Musa Diabate, two other guys that featured in the Agua Caliente team. A lot of people seem to like Musa. Could he be the backup big next year? Because that's the only role really for him. Going to be talking about that coming up. Before I do that, I got to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy entry app out there. And I got to tell you about the $1 million daily Superflex promotion. Every day of the NBA Finals, one Prize Picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time will be randomly selected each day. And whoever placed that entry will be given a six pick flex with the following payouts four correct picks equals 16 grand. Five correct picks, you get 80 grand. And then if you get six correct picks, you'll win a million dollars. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal and you can be the lucky winner. And PrizePix is the best daily fantasy entry app out there. All you got to do is pick two to six players and predict if they will score more or less than their PrizePix projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry, and you're not competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. And PrizePix offers projections on any sport. That could be NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, college sports, WNBA, which is in full bloom right now. You name it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Just download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right. To close it out, going to be talking about Jason Preston and Musa Diabate. Let's go with Preston first. So the sad part about Jason Preston is every single time he came into the game this season, it was just, oh, Clippers getting blown out. That's like seeing him in the game was a an indication that we had waved the white flag, which we did so many times this season. More than blowouts, we waved the white flag this season. But I've been one of the guys that says that Jason Preston is – an NBA player. He really is. And the reason why I say that is in the games that I've seen, like against Cleveland or against Utah, even though we've gotten blown out, I really like his decision making. I think he's patient in the pick and roll. He's really good at snaking those screens. He's a really solid passer, always looking up ahead. And he's got a nice little runner and he's strong. I think if Jay, and he's a decent shooter too. He's not the quickest in the world, but I think we need to see Jason Preston get more reps 
Will it be on the Clippers next year? I am confident saying no, it will not. I think he's going to keep spending time with Agua Caliente, which is fine. Because um, Bones Highland, if the Clippers bring him back, which I guarantee they will, uh, he's going to be the backup point guard next year. And I'm very happy with that. So unfortunately for Jason Preston, that will not be the case for him. And it sucks because they came into the league the same year. But Jason Preston, that first season, he missed the entire season. But this season, he played 21 games out of 32 for Agua Caliente Clippers. And he averaged 33 minutes a game, shot 49% from the field, 37% from three. And he averaged 17 points, five rebounds, and seven assists. 17, five, and seven on those splits? I'm telling you, there's a player in there. I know it's the G League, but there's a player in there. So Jason Preston, I think he's going to continue to play for them, but it won't be next year. But I would love to keep him around because just in case, we're going to need what we can get. And then there's Musa. Now, here's the thing about Musa. I love his defensive versatility, his switchability, his lateral quickness. But we saw that last year playing a small ball five, he was still too skinny. And he needs a jumper if he wants to be a four out there with another big. At least a mid-range at the bare minimum. And right now, his touch around the basket doesn't seem like it's there yet at the NBA level. He's extremely raw. I love his defensive potential. He's everywhere. He's a really good offensive rebounder, really good athlete. But unless he gets a mid-range or bulks up enough to play that small ball five or just as a backup five, then he won't be getting in the rotation next year. If I had to predict, since the Clippers are running it back and they have championship expectations, I don't think second-year Musa will be in the rotation regularly. I would like him to stay around, just like Preston, because I'm still thinking about life potentially after Paul and Kawhi. Now, could he end up being the backup big eventually? He needs to really bulk up. Because the guy is only 6'9". Let me look it up. Oh, my bad. 6'11". Okay, but he's only 210. So see, he needs to get stronger. In the G League this year, he averaged 16 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and a block. So there you go. But 3 turnovers. 3 turnovers as a center is not so great. But those are some great stats. A double-double? Let me see what he shot from the field. 54%. So pretty good. Free throws, 56%. So that lets you know, you know, he doesn't have the best touch yet. But that's good to hear. Again, he's going to be getting minutes for Agua Caliente. Keep getting reps. Keep him on the roster. We'll see if there's a backup center out for the Clippers or, like, you know, he can step in. But we will see. Do I think he's going to get minutes in the rotation next year? No, I do not. Do I want him to? I mean, sure. I don't really, like, I don't hate on any of the Clipper players. I want them to all be great. But, you know, I don't think Musa's the answer next year. But that's it for me today, guys. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Let me know if you think any of these youngsters should be getting in the rotation next year. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper and LA Sports content. If I'll be live after Game 5 of the NBA Finals on my channel on Monday night. And, of course, please subscribe to Locked On Clippers. Hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video. All things Clippers, five days a week. The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers.